I don't know how many um, <clears throat> people uh, remember the Beatles song, All the Lonely People. Remember that one or no? Just the old dudes. <laughs> yeah. So what is loneliness? And what is the remedy? Was it today they had that wedding thing? Yesterday. Yesterday, okay. See how out of touch I am. I didn't even know what day it was. Okay. Well, we had the big wedding and everybody was watching it. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people saw pictures and stuff and everybody's feeling like, oh my God, what a wonderfully perfect life. This will definitely solve the problem of loneliness. But if we think back to, um, what's his name? Harry, was it? Harry? Huh? Not Harry Potter, right? No. <laughs> Harry, we think back to his mother. That wasn't that long ago where she was doing the same thing. And walking down the aisle, everybody was going bonkers, like, oh, this is so beautiful. <laughs> I've never, never seen anything like this before. <laughs> like, it's such a perfect life that she had, you know, marrying a prince, all of this wealth and opulence and beauty and seemed like the perfect husband and everything looked so everybody was saying the same thing for her that they were saying yesterday <clears throat> and how did that one work out it didn't take too long before his mom diana was plunged into a deep abyss of loneliness and brokenheartedness, which is pretty incredible because you can find yourself in the middle of so much noise and so much activity and friends and family and you can feel even at that point utterly lonely generally people really have this aversion to loneliness and i'm not saying that that is bad <clears throat> there is a reason that we feel this aversion 
And so we like to fill our life with noise and clutter and activity. So there's just, there's going up, look down here, you know. We just want stuff, you know, like fireworks going off all around us all the time to make it so that our attention is constantly absorbed in things because we know that if we turn the lights down low and I'm not seeing all of this, I too can easily fall into a state of experiencing tremendous loneliness. Something that is always associated with loneliness is a feeling of isolation. I, I had a, a really um, quite close friend. I was actually really good friends with his mother, a very nice lady who was an accomplished yoginini in the Philippines and I get this message yesterday, the guy's only like probably late 40s. I doubt he's in his early 50s. What do you think, huh? Maybe. Maybe, maybe barely into his 50s. And then he suddenly, you know, just has this one massive stroke and dies. And so I reached out to his wife and I know that she is going to experience something really far out kind of soon. I had an auntie and um, she had a quite a long marriage with someone. The guy was nice, but he had a long time relationship with another woman and he would spend half his time with the other woman and half the time with her and she was sort of like quite saddened by that. And then similar kind of thing, he was real fit. He was like on the tennis court every couple of days, you know, and really going for it. He, same thing, he just curled over and died one day. And what happens after the burial is all finished and after everything's over with? and you go back into your world, the regular routine of things, then maybe for the first year or so, you will be hit with these moments where you hear a sound or you smell something like coffee in the morning or tea, whatever, and you'll be suddenly reminded that will remind you of this person that you had this connection with, and you'll just be plunged into the deepest, saddest place and this very lonely place. And we all go through it at different points in life. Why do we abhor loneliness. Why do we find it so unpleasant? 
It has to do with our spiritual nature. It has to do with a, a very deep spiritual truth. It is very much tied to something I mention a lot, and that is our natural tendency to want to both love and to be loved. And the fact that this is a spiritual desire, not a material desire, doesn't arise from the body or the mind. It is deeply tied to the eternal nature of the soul itself, the spiritual person. You know, we feel pain as a form of protection. I mean, if you didn't feel pain and you were sitting here and there was a candle here and I had my hand here talking and my finger was in the fire and I couldn't feel anything, after a while it's going to start, the fat will start melting and I don't know if you've ever seen a body being cremated, it's really awesome. It's a fantastic lesson to watch. But it would just start melting and eventually start catching fire and I would have, you know, way beyond third degree burns. The fact that I feel pain instinctively makes it so I can pull my hand away. I can remove it from that situation. Our feeling of loneliness similarly serves to prod us, to prod us, prod us, prod us to seek. <coughs> what it is that will actually fill up that space, what it is that will fill up that hole. And it's not something temporary. It's not a relationship with a temporary personality. That's all nice. I'm not saying don't do those kind of things. But don't have the expectation that this will be perfect. It will solve my problem of feeling alone or lonely or not experiencing intimacy and love and a connection. We have an eternal nature. Our lives within these bodies, within this world, these are not eternal things. These are temporary and passing things. And if we seek eternal or permanent solutions in that which is temporary, it's not going to work out, sorry. Sorry, not my fault. It's just not going to work out very well. You know, there was this thing that people observed with some of the great saintly yogis since time immemorial. 
You had people that could withdraw from society. Not that I'm advocating that, that's not a requirement, but they would withdraw from society and they would go through this really intense process, a process of seeking who they really were and to come to the platform of actual spiritual realization. And part of that process was to become intimately reconnected with the actual Lord of our own heart. He was addressed in Sanskrit as Paramatma, sometimes as Chaitya Guru, which means the guide within or the Supreme Soul. And the Vedas speak about this eternal relationship or connection that we have with this divine personality, this place in which we can experience the complete perfection of our desire to love and to be loved. And these accomplished yogis could live away from other people and not only not be lonely, but to be completely absorbed in the most amazing and intense spiritual relationships with this Lord of their heart. Any pangs that we feel about loneliness, the pain or our feeling troubled by loneliness, we should not seek to just cover up like sweeping dust under the rug. You lift the corner of the mat and just sweep it under and put the mat down and pretend it's not there. No, you can do that in your life. You can become so busy and so much going on that you're not paying attention to what you really need. And then that time will come where all the busyness or our focus on one particular person or another will come to an end. And when that happens, we are again faced with this reality of this, like a hole within our heart. And so the solution is not to hide, hide this or to cover it up with noise and clutter and activity or temporary experiences. You can do those things, that's fine, but don't use it as a mask and think that you've actually solved a problem. And this is a problem. When we are not living in harmony with our true spiritual nature, we will experience difficulty in life. We will experience pain. We will experience different forms of suffering. 
When we live a life that is actually fully in harmony with the highest spiritual truths, when we are reconnected with this supreme soul, it doesn't matter what else is going on. You are unmoved. You are unfazed. And so, sorry, I'm not the warm, fuzzy guy going to tell you something that is not true. What I am telling you is, is the highest spiritual truth. It is the truth propounded in the Vedas. It is the truth propounded by the great saintly teachers of many religions even, but it is largely unheard and it is largely out of focus. Don't try to cover up loneliness, but rather we should try to seek an actual cure. We should seek that which will set everything right, that will restore the most perfect and beautiful harmony and balance to our life and our experience. So I think um, that's about all I got on that one. Everybody's so quiet, it's like, oh my God. This is serious stuff. Was that nice to hear? Or no, it's scary. <laughs> so one of the, of course, prime ways of making it so that we can have this awakening, that we can have these realizations and this profound spiritual experience is to regularly engage in this process of meditation where we take our mind, our body, our self and immerse it in that which is transcendental. And what it does is remove the dirt, the clutter, the dust that covers the heart and again makes it so that we can re-engage and experience the truth of real spiritual love. So um, we'll chant, I'll, I'll chant the, mm, might chant the Maha Mantra, the Hare Krishna Mantra and um, we might do a little thingy in it where we throw in Haribol uh, Nitai Gore. I think quite a few people know this one, so hopefully you won't have difficulty with it. And um, <clears throat> if um, you would like, you know, don't don't be don't be stiff. <laughs> Relax. If you'd like to stand up and move, 
and clap hands and become, it is an opportunity. I mean, we only do this like once a week altogether here. It is an opportunity to become immersed in this meditative experience.